This is Expedition Company Culture. Hi there and good to have you. My name is Ernst and I believe company culture is the main driver to long-term success. In this podcast, we explore different angles to identify, strengthen and share company culture. I talk to people from different sectors and roles about their vision on company culture and together we land on practical tips and advice to help you get the most out of your culture. Today, I have a special guest, Daniela van Aalewey. She is Director of People and Culture at Swapfeeds. So your former role is Director of People and Culture. And I've seen that job title appearing more and more in my, my LinkedIn timeline. Are you a new kind of HR director or is just a fancy name for, for, for HR? What makes the role different that the title is, is changing? It's actually a really interesting question because... Um Actually, I uh, was hired as the HR director for Swapfeeds. Yeah. And then, yeah, then you, you you start to think about, okay, what does this role mean? And what is it that I would like to be and to be remembered for? And then I thought the human resources doesn't sound that connecting. And I was thinking the things that we are actually doing is everything around people, people processes, but also people connections, people systems. And then I thought we are doing everything around people and culture. If you talk about the, um, yeah, the, the activities or the initiatives that we do regarding appreciation or regarding the, the, the how to connect with people, you're nurturing an, uh, a culture. And that's why I thought, okay, should I change the name? And I thought, yeah, well, maybe people will think, uh, like you are saying, it's just a fancy name for an HR director. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, you know what? This is actually what I stand for. My vision is really much more ar- around people and around culture rather than HR uh, human resources in that sense. Yeah. Maybe it's interesting to just share what you guys sell and do. Yeah, sure. Swapfeast is a subscription-based brand. So basically for a fixed amount per month, you get an always working bike. So if your bike is, is broken or you have a flat tire or so, then you just connect with us and uh, within a very short period of time, someone is coming to you and um, is trying to fix your bike on the spot. And if that's not possible, he will swap the bike for another working bike. And you're on the verge of scaling to the rest of Europe, right? Yes, absolutely. So we recently launched a few stores in Paris and in Milan. We're just about to open in London and we are now preparing to scale up to Spain and Austria. So that's lots of culture related things that are happening at your company at this moment. Yes, especially over the uh, axis of geography. And uh, absolutely, we uh, have much more new colleagues on board with uh, different backgrounds and different uh, cultural values. You really feel that uh, HR should have a broader view than just HR. It should like encompass more than just that. Yes, I think HR went through an evolution. HR started as an um, administrative kind of role and then grew into more like, eh, how can we also have systems in place and processes and policies and whatever you, so then you end up more in the HR kind of area. And I think the next phase is that we have all of that in place as an hygienic factor. The next step is to really connect and yeah. to create and build a culture. And that's a really interesting one because you told me that you well are about to finish up the first stage of launching a formal culture at, at Swapfeeds. So your values are part of everything of your culture. So both externally, like in your brand positioning, as internally as all HR and people related topics. Um, we agreed up front that we would focus on the internal side of values uh, during this podcast. Exactly, yeah. Um, can you share what you did and how you how you did it? Swapfeeds uh, exists now for six years. We just celebrated uh, our sixth anniversary, so we are a super young organization. 
And um, a little while ago, the leadership team by then uh, was thinking, hey, we should maybe make our culture more explicit. They crafted um, four different values um, and they were launched. So uh, people uh, knew that there were values. And then I came on board and I was looking at those values and I thought, okay, I think everybody understands that there are values. They understand what they are. Uh, when I was asking more questions around those values, then I then I uh, noticed that uh, people were mixing them up or they they knew they were there, but that it didn't really come to life. And then I thought, this is my opportunity to relaunch the values in a different way. And then um, what I did is I made uh, seven personas. And those seven personas, I created focus group around it. And with those focus groups, we were talking about, okay, what has brought us here? So from the zero to six years, and what will bring us to 2025? And based on all the inputs, we noticed, hey, yeah, there's, there are also el other elements uh, or other things that people were mentioning. And some was more aspirational, some were just what it is now. And some it was, okay, that's how people perceive us, and we actually would like to be that way. Uh, and then we bundled that all together. Um, and then we, we there were a few iterative processes, and then we were describing with real Swapfeeds language what those values should be. And then we were, went back to those focus groups. And I think that's a very crucial step to go yeah. back to the people who you have been asking input for. And then we had a conversation, okay, what is aspirational and what is it now? And what is then what, how people uh, look at swap feeds? And then we said, okay, how are we going to activate it then consequently? And we are now in that process. So what we are doing now is uh, we have new sessions with, with them with intact teams to really make the, the, the next step. Okay, we have these values. Uh, first, we do a big launch, by the way, but uh -huh. uh, after the big launch. We will make the, the next step, make it, make it more explicit for your role, make it more explicit for your team. And then ov obviously we also have posters and what have you, but I think the conversations and to really embed it in every project we do uh, and every initiatives that we do, we look at it through the lens of those values. And I think that's now the starting point rather yeah. than a few words on the wall. And yeah, so I think yeah, that's yeah. just a difference. And I think what you're mentioning is really interesting. What I see, hap see happening a lot in my projects that values just appeared because the leadership team had a workshop with an external consultant and they decided, well, this is who we are. And you're now saying it's crucial if you want to have a true culture that you involve your people, that you ask for their input, but also give something back uh, after they gave their input. So not just asking, okay, tell me who we are and then, okay, these are our new values. Now you're going to do the full circle and ask them, okay, did I understand correctly? Is this the same for you as it is for the others? Especially since we're in, we're living in a diversity age where we want to create inclusive culture. So you need to have the full circle and, and involve all people uh, of your company to make sure that your yep. that your wording or whatever pushes people out. And then you can only only then you can start launching. Yeah, I think that's absolutely the nail on the head. And that going back to the group, I think, was maybe the most insightful moment. Uh, because yeah, you are in a bubble. Eh? You you get the input and you start working with it, and you you, you get excited and you f you fall in love with your own your own thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you bring it back, then yeah, people bring you back to reality. So if anyone is going to do a values or a culture project, then I would really really stress that that's, that is really the most crucial step in the whole process. Yeah. Because that's where you get your actual value. And this is where you, um, and this is something that we discussed before as well. This is where you secretly launch your values as well. Because it's once you go back to the people that you've asked input for in the first place, 
and uh, you tell them, okay, we think we should go for this direction, you're secretly launching because you can firsthand see, okay, how will people respond to this? Will they, will they be indifferent? Will they feel resistance or whatever? Um, so you can still, uh, you, you can get an idea, okay, once we do the full launch to all employees, this, this is the kind of feedback that we can expect. I can give you an example. One of our um, new values is called Make It Happen. And it is related to our purpose, eh? because we lead the movement to create more livable cities. And when we were talking about it with the, with the group, the first reaction we got was, okay, basically you throw it over the fence and then we need to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. And I said, this is so uh, such a nice piece of feedback, because that's exactly what it's not. Eh? And then um, we said, okay, but now eh, let's try, I, I asked them, okay, how would you then... Eh, try to rephrase it in, then in a positive sense. And then we were really talking about making it happen together and or jointly make it, make it happen. And uh, if you communicate, uh, explain also the why behind the instruction. And mm -hmm. it's not an instruction. And then, yeah, so we had a very good conversation about the make it happen uh, value. And although people understood, and I think it's really swap feeds because we, we are making it happen constantly. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, it's it's very delicate in how you explain and frame that value. Well, maybe that's a really good one because uh, once you have a value, you haven't done anything yet because a value is just a couple of words and you can put them on a wall, but nothing will happen. You have to define behavior. Exactly. Um, and that, that, that results to this value. So the value is an end result of behavior shown by your employees. Exactly. And, and making that explicit. So what we did is we um, wrote it down. So we made short storylines uh, for every value. Um, so first we had a value, then an explanation of what it was, and then a story. And the next step will be is gathering all different stories from all the different people. And then we say hashtag make it happen, for instance. And then we just to also give it even more meaning even in the smallest sense so what do we do what is the bike mechanic doing in the warehouse and what is his story in there if you talk about make it happen yeah and capture those stories and bundle them together and distribute them and i think that's yeah. where you get to the core of uh, making your culture more yeah. explicit they should be relevant to all all people working with you right yeah exactly you have more than one value do you expect all employees to live up to all four of them or is there like a, an importance for specific values for specific roles or how do you balance that in our case um it's uh, they all are equally important um because it's about growth It's about making keeping things simple because I think that's also how you scale. And then I talked about the make it happen. That's much more in the action. And the fourth one, I think that's even the, the, the nicest one. And that's the being supportive to one another. So be supportive is the fourth value. So I think the be supportive bit is the, the things that, that glues it all together. They're all equally important. So there's no hierarchy in, okay, this, no. is, this is our prime value or this is the value that we value most. Um, but it's, it's the blend. It's, it's basically the, the secret ingredients that make your company unique. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And they can only, they only work in, uh, if you use them all together. So you cannot say, okay, now for this department, we do be supportive because you're a supportive department, for example. No, it, it needs, to, everybody needs to own all of them. Yeah. And if you look at uh, my, my team, uh, my, my people and culture team, 
Um, we also want to be supportive. I think that's that is part of our role. Yeah. But we also want to grow further because we need to also enable the international expansion and we want to grow ourselves. We want to grow our own people. Uh, we also would like to keep things simple. So we're looking at our own infrastructure and we're looking at um, our processes to, to have a very yeah, smooth employee journey. But we also look at make it happen because we also need to make it happen together because they're all equally important. If you're talking about, okay, launching values, it feels like, okay, okay we finished one project. Uh, what I see happening in my experience lots of times is that this one easy project of finding your values leads to hundreds of smaller projects because can you still remain the same in all areas of your, of your business if you look at your values? Is this something that you came across as well? I think it's just a nice lens that we're using to make decisions going further. And I think if you look, for instance, all the different, we have a project management office and we're using now the values to also define the how. So how do we work on yeah. this project together? And that sometimes is an, a shift or a change for what we did before. You, you constantly have to check with, okay, we're going to start this project. You have yeah. your project charter. Okay, this is the goal. Uh, this is the target. This is the planning. Oh, but we also need to validate our output against our values because otherwise we, we, we unintentionally can break down our culture because we're not in line with what we say that we are. Exactly. But, and I think it's also very closely related to the how. So how do we work together in this project? Mm -hmm. So eh, let's keep it simple. Uh, let's make it happen together. Let's be supportive whilst we go. And let's grow in this project because this is a, an additional experience um, for all of our people to grow. And the business will grow as a consequence of that. Yeah, so you're also in saying this is not a vanity project. It's not just about window dressing and nice posters on the wall and say, okay, look, look how awesome we are. It's grounded in your business metrics. You can only succeed and constantly succeed by uh, adhering to your values in all, in all directions. It's yeah. not just, no, in business, we just follow, follow the money. No, it's also, okay, how do we make money as a company in line with who we are? Exactly, yeah. You're in the process of launching. Uh, how do you envision the future? How to deliver your culture uh, whilst people are working remote and lots of your people are out on the streets serving uh, clients, obviously. How do you deliver that culture consistently to all your people? That's a good question. Um, within SwapFeeds, we have a few moments that uh, actually really matter in our culture. So we have every week we start with a week start and that's where everybody is invited. That is also a moment that matters in loading our culture because we do everything around those four values that I just explained. Then we have also our um, uh, continuous dialogue. So we have, an, um, we have moments that we are going to visit warehouses, although or we visit our stores and we keep our one and a half meter distance. But I think just being there, being visible, have the conversation is also to keep the culture alive. And then in our leadership program, we also train our managers to keep the culture alive on those cultural elements. And also, how do we do, how do you do your conversation? How do you um, use your values in your in your day-to-day -day work and also in how you do things? Yeah. And then, yeah, and then there are obviously like the global initiatives that we do that, that sometimes is over the axis of humor uh, that we're going to laugh together. I think humor is a very gluing uh, thing to, to, to keep a culture alive. Having it embedded throughout the whole organization. So if you do a project, if you, you initiate something, that you always use the values as your lens. What I really find interesting that, that you use the word glue. Um, to me, it means that people are who they are. You're just trying to glue them together. So you're not changing the people that you employ. 
you're gluing them together in towards the same direction. And that's, I think, a really valuable tip is that culture is not used to brainwash your people or make them into something that they're not. Now, it's something to help them collaborate better and also um, give them a joint direction for, uh, for, for, where, for where to go. And it, and it starts with uh, with talent acquisition, eh? because I think you um, uh, we also hire uh, uh, people that that fit, and I think that whole fit is a, is very important. Uh, because if you hire people that are not fitting in your in your values, then you should not hire them. Um, and yet, then there is also the whole element of diversity and inclusiveness that you also need to be aware of, because you don't want to have all the same people. Uh, so that's always a tricky balance. But I think that the over the axis of, of culture, I think you can definitely hire uh, people. And so nice that you raised that because that you need to find that struggle where you say, okay, we want to hire for culture, but we don't want to hire the same kind of people. And that's a, a, a balance that your values might be able to help where you can maybe selectively say, okay, this, is, th this person will fit our values 50% and where other people will fit it 80%. But you can make a choice to stay diverse enough to be ready for the future. Exactly. And I think you can still find a diverse group of people that, uh, that fit the, the cultural values. Yeah. And I think with, with diversity, there are more hard criteria that you can say. So for instance, we recently hired an, uh, an uh, not Dutch um, uh, female for our digital role. And that was also something as she fitted all the four criteria in her in her values. And yet she was also just an, 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 yeah, a more diverse add on to the leadership team. And I'd like to continue working on that on that basis uh, going further. Your values shouldn't be a way to exclude people. They're a way to include people. Exactly. Because you can look beyond the obvious thing uh, because the f you can rate them against your values and you don't have to rate them against any other elements exactly yeah and i think if you talk more about mindsets and behaviors because i think that's another explanation of values um that's sometimes easier to digest because values sometimes are being perceived as a bit fluffy or like words on the wall and if you make them more explicit in what are the actual mindsets and behaviors that you would like to see uh, in in a, in a person mm -hmm. um, that's easier to include in your recruitment processes and uh, uh, also when you have performance conversations or what have you. Those are those those 100 small projects that you need to undertake. How do we bring yeah. uh, our, our values into our recruitment process? How do we bring them into our interviews? How do we make sure that we give people a fair chance based on our values? All those questions lead to more, 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 more projects. Yeah. And that leads to another one that's really interesting. Is there like a formal owner of your culture within SwapFeeds? Everyone. Yeah. That's the formal owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, 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 everybody needs to play their own part and take yeah. their role. Yeah. yeah, Because this is a question I get all the time. Does it sit with HR? Does it sit with marketing? Does it sit with leadership? And um, all practitioners, including myself, always answer this question with everyone. Um, because otherwise there is no culture. If not everybody owns it, it's maybe a leadership style or whatever, but it's not culture. And in fact, if you look at an organization, organization is nothing. It's the, the people basically that make the organization and it's the culture that is actually making yeah. the, 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 the organization alive. Yeah. So then everybody should then also be the owner of, of the cultural values. Yeah, the building doesn't do a thing. No, that's not, no not at all. You're in the, in, in, in the starting phase of, of, of launching those values. What kind of plans do you have for the future to keep your culture going? Is there like... Uh, 
a dot in the horizon where you're working towards? Or do you have targets that you want to reach? Well, a dot on the horizon sounds like there is an end state or so. Mm -hmm. And I think with culture, there is never an end state because I think it's a continuous uh, process. Um, but what we do um, as a team, we make an, an, an annual plan. But uh, And that's not only about the instruments or the initiatives that we do. We also look at the calendar of those moments that matter. That's basically how we call it as well. So in those moments that matter, we we are also looking at our values, how to keep them alive and as as an People and culture team, you're the enabler to make sure that it happens. Um, so we have a few things on that calendar that we're working towards uh, just to make sure that we keep them alive. Well, maybe that's really interesting. Like the dot on the horizon is now. And the now is, okay, what kind of touch points do we have? Or the moments that matter, as you call them. Yeah. And you keep on delivering your culture in those moments. Yeah. And that can change over time what you will do in those moments. But this is a really good one to use your touch points as a starting point, because that's where there's something to win for now or for the future. Yes, absolutely. And, and as mentioned before, we are now looking into the making use of humor a bit more because it has been quite serious eh, in, in the last year, like it was all constantly crisis time and, uh, and then there was COVID and we had to react to it. And uh, we have been anticipating quite a lot. So why don't we bring some lightness and some humor and some eh, because... I think that's that's what uh, glues people also together. Thank you so much. What a great talk again. Learned a lot of things from you today. Thanks You're more again. You're welcome. It was a real pleasure. And any listeners that might have any questions, feel free to drop me a line. If there's anything I can do, then uh, I'm happy to answer the questions that are coming through as well. Cool. See okay. you next time. <laughs>